Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Hoop Talks. My name is Ala Pegde. And my name is Siddharth Sarpaneni. And in this episode, we will be talking about the current top 10 NBA players in our opinion. You want to get started? Yep. So this top 10 will be for this uh, this 2021-22 season. So obviously, injured players won't be counted. So, yeah. um, so for number one, I got Kevin Durant. So he's just an absolutely unstoppable scorer. He could get, he could score from anywhere, a three level score, and he's proven in the playoffs last year. We saw against the Bucks how he could really take over games. And although he lost, he really did absolutely everything he could to put his team on his back. And he showed he's a um, a winner. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I have a few questions on that. You said he's shown he's a winner. What exactly did he win that season? He didn't win any like scoring titles, rebound titles, defensive titles. He didn't even make it to the conference finals. So could you please elaborate on that? And he did have a super team. So what's up with that? Shouldn't he have gone farther? There was so much hype around the Nets making it to the finals and inevitably beating the Western Conference team. So what do you think happened there? I think although he didn't actually win anything material, just the way he played and like carried his team, he showed he could have an impact on like um, winning. And on top of that, although the team was by every possible metric, a super team, when they reached the uh, the um, matchup against the Milwaukee Bucks, Kyrie was injured. Harden was like we saw from the way he played, even though he was technically playing, he was very injured. He wasn't really doing much. And the net supporting cast besides those two is, like a very subpar compared to the Bucks, and you're still able to take that very injured Nets team far against the Bucks. So I think just that impact he had on winning is what he showed. So you're saying he was single-handedly the number one reason why they got so far into the playoffs, uh, or at least so far in that series with the Bucks? Because if uh, Kevin Durant did was did not show up, they, uh, the Nets would have been destroyed because Harden was injured, Kyrie was injured, and the supporting cast just didn't show up. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. So number two, and I think, uh, yeah, this is like, he's like a top two player for sure, is um, Steph Curry. So although last year the, he did have some uh, bad marks in terms of like, like his team didn't even make the playoffs. They just made the play-in tournament. But he, if you look at the context he was in, his team the previous year was literally the one of the worst teams in the league and they didn't really add many new players. The only real uh, difference was Steph Curry came back and he absolutely carried, he he's I think this is the best season Curry's ever had and he was shooting it from even farther than he usually does and he's just very efficient against uh this is one of the first seasons he didn't really have that many stars around him and he showed he could carry a team I 100% agree he's definitely a top two player and just this season he's been doing some extremely incredible things that in my opinion I don't think any other player could have done that successfully exactly yeah um and for number three, I got Giannis Antetokounmpo. So I, this is mainly due to his incredible finals run last year. If you lead a team to a championship, uh, no matter who your teammates are, usually I feel like that's uh, probably the most valuable thing a player could do. And although he is, uh, does have questions about his shooting and stuff, and in, for example, that net series, he was good, but he wasn't necessarily as great as you could have hoped. He did, I mean, in the end, he did do his job and win a championship for Milwaukee. Okay. That's fair. I agree with that. Yep. Who's next on your list? Uh, and number four, I got LeBron James. So this may be controversial. A lot of people may have him higher or lower than number four. But LeBron last year, obviously, a pretty disappointing season for him. But we have to remember, first of all, I feel like 
um, by the uh, NBA world, he's a lot of times held to a really high standard, which at, at times is unfair because we're used to how dominant he has been over these past 10 years. But if you look at this past season, statistically, he was complete. He was actually pretty good. And although in the playoffs, his team did fall short, Anthony Davis was hurt and uh, he was playing a very good Suns team. So I have a few questions on this. In my opinion, you rated LeBron a little bit higher than he should be. Yes, there's a lot of hype around him. Yes, he probably should have made it further. But if we're comparing just the top 10 players, do you think he's much better than any of the players that made it further past? Like, for example, Trey Young. He arguably single-handedly led his team to the conference finals, and they put up an amazing fight against the Bucs. LeBron didn't even get past the first round in the playoffs. And throughout the regular season, he, yes, he had stats, but he didn't really carry the team on his back. He had stars in Anthony Davis. And so he also did not have to carry the full load. You know what I'm saying? So I don't get why you placed him so high. Could you elaborate on that? Yeah, I totally do understand those concerns. And I mean, that is like really valid points about him. But I feel like that's what uh, kind of knocked him down to his spot right now. But I don't think he should go further. Because first of all, just as a player... He's, uh, if you look at him compared to like someone like Trey Young, for example, yes, Trey Young did lead his team farther, but number one, in terms of context, LeBron's, uh, Anthony Davis was injured and LeBron's supporting cast did not show up like Trey Young's supporting cast. Trey Young just had really good scores and just solid players alongside him. And LeBron just overall as a player, I feel, if you look at like his skills, for example, he's just like a better athlete, stronger. And yes, he does cruise on defense at times, but He's a better defender than like someone like Trey Young, you could say, and a great playmaker. Still, he just ha- he does still have those skills. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um, and number five on my list, I got James Harden. So again, last year, especially the way he finished off the season wasn't great, but he was clearly hobbled by injury, and they kind of rushed him back, and he kind of acted as a decoy in the uh, um, in his uh, last series against the Milwaukee Bucks, but. There was questions surrounding James Harden of how he could coexist with uh, Katie and Kyrie. Like he was a proven, he's a proven scorer. We know he's one of the greatest scorers of all time. But last season he proved he could also be an incredible playmaker, which he showed also a little bit in Houston. And he's honestly one of the greatest offensive players of all time. He's got the full package. He could shoot and like score and then play make too. All right, and would you say he was better on the Nets or better on the Rockets? I would honestly say that. As a player, I feel like he was like very similar on both teams. It just on the Rockets, he showed more of different abilities. So the Rockets didn't have as good of a like scores alongside Harden. So he would just score more. And on the Nets, he could use more of his playmaking skills. All right. All right. I still think, in my opinion, Harden is also placed really high. I mean, he didn't have anything insane stats wise. I think, in my opinion, he was better in Houston because he had the ball more times. He had better leadership qualities. He wasn't overshadowed by Kevin Durant's presence. And so could you elaborate a little bit further on why you placed him so high on your list? Um, just because, like, I don't think there's honestly, like, a single other person in the NBA that could put up the two different kinds of stat lines that he, um, like, put up with last season, the Nets and the Rockets. Like, if we look at his stats right here, last year, although he only did play 36 games due to injuries, he averaged 25 points, um, nine rebounds, and 11 assists, which, great stats. And although you could say, yes, some other players do put up very similar stats. If you look at his stats from the year before with the, or two years before with the Rockets, because last year he was injured a lot. Or mm-hmm. no, no, the previous year, yeah. He put up um, 34 points, uh, seven rebounds and eight assists. Again, if you see how much of like, like diversity he has in terms of scoring sometimes and playmaking sometimes, I feel like just no one could really put up 
that volume in two different categories like he does. Oh, I see what you mean. So you're basically saying he can adapt to any situation he's put in. If you want him to get points, he'll get points. If you want him to get assists, he'll get assists. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's a extremely valuable attribute for a superstar, especially with how much uh, superstars play with each other in this day and age. You got to be adaptable. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. And next up at number six, I got Nikola Jokic, the reigning MVP. So I feel like the MVP part speaks for itself. Um, he's like, you could argue the greatest big man passer of all time already. And he's still really young. And on top, like so we saw how he could put up stats in all facets of the game. And then in the playoffs too, he showed he wouldn't shrink from the big moment. And although the, um, the team didn't make it too far, he was solid and it was mainly due to supporting cast such as Jamal Murray getting injured. All right, I agree. I think he's definitely one of the top 10 players right now. And I believe his season, he's arguably deservedly of the MVP. I mean, in my opinion, I would argue Steph Curry would also be um, deserving of MVP. That's a topic for another video. But yeah. I do believe that he has shown incredible, not only improvement, but pure stats line. He's one of the best stat getters of the game. He's He has one of the highest highest win rates in the game. And so, and he went pretty far in the playoffs considering he was the only star on the team. So for those reasons, I would also agree. He's definitely up there. Yep. So next up at um, number seven, yeah, number seven, I got Luka Doncic. So, um, yes, he does have some questions about leading a team, but I do think some of these um, concerns are really overblown just because, like, he's put up, obviously, crazy stats we could see over here. Last season, he averaged 28, 8, and 9. But I feel like what really sets him apart from a lot of other players, especially at this young age, is he could really put up even greater stats in the playoffs against great players. Like last year with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, two of the best perimeter defenders in the league guarding him, he absolutely lit them up and really uh, carried the Mavericks. And although they did lose in seven games, it's more just as, again, his supporting cast was not really there. So, yeah. All right, that's fair. I do believe that his supporting cast, especially Kristaps Porgin- Porzingis. Porzingis, he- yeah. Porzingis, yeah. He especially sold in the playoffs. He did not perform anywhere near what he was supposed to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I feel like a lot of those concerns, yes, he, it, he, did, he hasn't made it past the first round, which is not the best, but a lot of it's not even on him. Okay, yeah. Speaking of Luka, what do you think of his future? What do you think he's like? Is he MVP caliber? Oh, 100%. I, I do think at least him and Giannis will be battling for the top spot in the league for years to come. And in terms of pure talent, he's like one of the most polished all-around players, I think, of all time. And he still does have some room for improvement in terms of his shooting, especially perimeter shooting. But he's just so smart and got like all the skills. All right. And going slightly off topic, I wanted to ask you, in this day and age of basketball, is it better to be an all-around player, for example, like Luca, or is it better to be extremely, extremely good at one thing, like Steph and his shooting? Because in basketball, you have five people on the court. If everyone's an all-rounder, you won't have necessarily a super strong strength or super strong weakness. But if you have a team like the Golden State Warriors with Steph and like the Splash Bros, they're so strong from the three-point line. And I think that that strength is what separates them from all the well-rounded teams. What do you think about that? That's a really good question. And I do think like what you said about all-around skill rather versus... uh, being very strong at one skill. First of all, Steph is g- good at other skills, but yes, shooting is his main weapon. But I do think the main thing more than all around versus being good at one thing is adaptability. So like um, 
being able to fit in many different offenses. So don't get me wrong, Luka's an incredible player. But in th- like this scenario, I would take Steph just because you could fit Steph as we've saw in, seen this last year on a not so good team where he could carry a team. But you could also fit him on like a, a team like the Warriors with Kevin Durant where he could fit with many other stars. So I think it's more just about adaptability. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Who's next on your list? So next up at number eight, I got Damian Lillard. So he's again, he's very similar to Luca in that his team has not been performing up to par uh, for many years right now. And like it's mainly just because of their defense and just the supporting cast is not up to par with many of the other Western Conference teams. But in terms of individual talent, Damian Lillard, I mean, there's not much to say. He's um, you could probably the like a top two shooter in the league uh, right behind Curry. And he could... I mean, no one's more clutch than him. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Who's next? So next up, I got number nine, uh, Joel Embiid. So last year, honestly, if he wasn't injured for that many games, I think he could have made a good run at the MVP. So he's a great player, obviously. Incredible post player. This year, he's really improved his passing too. So um, that, uh, that's also been aided by the fact that his team surrounded him with a little better shooters. And that's only on the offensive end. On defense as well, he's one of the best interior defenders in the league. He's an absolute powerhouse. And again, he's proven this past year he could be really good in the playoffs as well. That's true. That's true. But one thing I've noticed the past three years, the it's in a similar situation, the Philadelphia 76ers and the Portland Trail Blazers. They're a good team. Like they've proven they can get to the second, third round of the playoffs, but they've never really been a favorite to win. Like they've had good regular season stats, but what do you think of the future of the franchise? Um, For the future of the Sixers, I, I do think they're building something for sure. Darrell Morey as a GM, like he, he has a great uh, franchise big man in Joel Embiid. And this year, uh, this past year, they were looking really promising with great shooters surrounding Embiid. And as if you're trying to build around a big man, that's usually like the formula to follow. And obviously with this whole Simmons saga, it's not looking too good. But I think after they move on from this uh, whole soap opera kind of, uh, they'll be a great team. And I do think they have a bright future for sure. All right. Do you think there's a championship in their side? Yeah, I do think so. I do think, um, I'm not going to say dynasty or anything, but I do think they could win a championship 100%. Okay. And um, for this last spot, this may be a little controversial again, especially with how we played last year. I got Anthony Davis. So um, stats-wise, he, he wasn't exactly all that good last year. And more than even stats, he was injured for so many games. And in the playoffs, he wasn't all that good. But I would say that um, or last year, he averaged 22, uh, 8, and 3, which, again, not great stats. But mainly just looking at his past, like uh, years on the Lakers and even the Pelicans, like he's proven he could put up stats and the um, year the Lakers won the championship, he uh, proved he could be like an absolute star and lead his team to a championship along with obviously LeBron James. And on top of that, if you look, just look at him as a player in terms of skills, he's got almost everything for a big man, very skilled and he's a great two-way player. So that's why I have him number 10. All right. That's fair. Yeah. So do you have any concluding remarks about your number 10 lists, any bright futures or any players you think will crash immediately? Um, not really. I mean, well, one thing I would say is if Kawhi Le- Leonard was healthy this, year, healthy this year, I would put him in the top 10. But as of now, I mean, there's obviously just a ton of bright young stars in this league, like Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown or Donovan Mitchell. So I do think the future's in bright hands. Okay. 
I agree with that. Yep. So what about your top 10 list? All right. So for my top 10 list, number one, I got Stephen Curry representing the Golden State Warriors. I think this past 2021 season and already in this 2022 season, he's been putting up amazing stats, insane points. And the team hasn't changed that much. I think they have built a lot of confidence. They have a now second star in Jordan Poole, who is absolutely phenomenal. at. I think he's going to be the future of the franchise. But what I believe is Steph Curry is just, he's getting points. He's getting assists. He's getting even rebounds this season. He's gotten 20 total rebounds in the 2022 season, which is absolutely insane. It's comparable to the big men. And for a guy who's 6'3", 190 pounds, that's really impressive. And yeah, this season, he's already come out insane. He scored a triple-double on his first game. He scored a double-double on his next game. So with those stats, I mean, I think he has an extremely bright future. He's the number one player in the league. And I think with Clay coming back, they are a favorite to win the championship this year. Yeah, I, I almost 100% agree with that. I have two things to say, though. First of all, I, I don't think, I feel like Jordan Poole is a good player, but I wouldn't go so far to say he's the future of the team. They have a lot of other young players, but he's a good player. And um, number two, so what do you think about Curry in comparison to 2015-16 season? Because a lot of people say that was when he was like his best season. So what do you think about him now compared to then? I think this season is way better than that reason for a few reasons. His shooting has been pretty similar. He's a little bit more confident now. He has a little bit deeper of a shot. But I think the main thing is his leadership. I mean, if he was able to carry this team without, without Clay, without any other stars like Harrison Barnes or Andrew Bogut, to how far they went, surprisingly, I think it's a great performance and I think he's much like mentally better composed this year than last year physical game wise it's very similar but again in that season he had stars and Clay Thompson Harrison Barnes this year he didn't okay yeah I actually do 100% agree with that yeah so I even though he didn't win the MVP or the title he is definitely better in the 2021 season okay at number two I got Kevin Durant he, like you said earlier, he has been an extreme force to reckon with this past season. He led the team to the um, Eastern Conference semis, which is actually really impressive considering most of his teammates were either injured or not performing. Joe Harris shot horribly that season, and he was the main sharpshooter three-pointer. Uh, Kyrie Irving sat out because of a leg injury. James Harden had a hamstring injury. And so he was just literally putting the team on his back just like Steph Curry did. And I believe that his shot in the last six seconds of the game seven is arguably one of the best shots in history. He was millimeters from winning that game, millimeters with his foot. Yeah, that, that was a pretty crazy shot. So I have one question about uh, KD. So do you think as a player, like obviously many people were not sure how he'd be after his Achilles tear. A lot of players never come back the same. But do you, how do you think he is compared to pre-injury, like how he is currently? I think right now, he I'm not going to go out and say he's better, but he's definitely back at the same caliber. And you have to understand, coming back from Achilles injury is not really easy. And most players don't even come back at full strength. So with Kevin Durant at full strength, I think that's extremely impressive. Okay. And I think he's also grown more mentally, like similar to Jordan Poole on the Golden State Warriors. They both have spent a little bit of time away. Jordan Poole went to the G League and Kevin Durant just sat out due to injury. But they really got time to think about how they're going to play and how they're going to lead a team. Like going back to Jordan Poole, for example, when he was with Steph Curry, whenever Steph Curry's out, Jordan Poole's killing everyone on the floor. He can shoot deep. He can drive. He's fast. He has good defense. He's crafty. And so I think they're both very similar in the sense that Whenever they need to perform, they do. 
Okay, um, I, I do see that take, but I just wanted to remind you, last season, Jordan Poole averaged 12 points a game on 35% three-point shooting, and the year before, you <laughs> were shooting 28% from three. So I wouldn't go so far to compare to Kevin Durant. All right. I do see what you're saying, but what I'm taking from this is I'm not comparing their direct stats. I'm comparing their improvement. For example, you have to admit Jordan Poole has improved a ton in the past two years. I will admit that. I will admit that. All right. All right. For my number three pick, I got Giannis Antetokounmpo, the reigning NBA champion. He's the complete package in the sense that he's now at the time in his career where he's just going to keep on winning rings and rings, in my opinion. He's built a powerhouse of a team. He's won two MVPs, defensive player of the year. He's been to the finals. He won the finals last year. And I think his game, it's pretty unstoppable, as we saw in the finals. He scored like four 40-plus point games in history, which is like only comparable to Shaquille O'Neal. And in the finals, he got 50 points in the finals, final game. Who does that? who finishes out the series with 15 points. I think that's crazy. And I think when the time comes down to it, he can fix the holes in his game. For example, in game seven, in game six of the finals, he shot mid-ranges relatively well and his free throw, 17 of 19. That's really impressive. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's proven he's a hard worker. So hopefully that jump shot does come along. Yeah. At so number- you- oh, sorry, Continue. Sorry. Continue. Oh, who do you have for number four? I was just going to ask. I got Nikola Jokic, the reigning MVP. Like you said before, he's just a stat getter. He's a big man. And he has one unique thing that a lot of big men don't, which is his IQ and passing. He's, in my opinion, one of the smartest players in the league. He can make quick defensive plays on the spot. He can lead the team, carry the team. And his passing is just phenomenal. Really similar to even LeBron's passing. Do you think the fact that, like, his team, obviously he's very young, he has time to improve, but compared to some other players, uh, like in, uh, uh, some of the, these top 10 players, his team hasn't advanced too far in the playoffs. Do you think that's a hit on his resume or not really? Not really, because I think he's still developing as a player. His game's only coming. How old is he? Um, I think he's, like, 26. Yeah, 26. So he is going to enter the prime of his career, and I think – this year, he didn't have Jamal Murray. Last year, it was the bubble, and the situation was really confusing. But I think overall, if they can get their game together, I think they're a definite championship contender. Okay. They just need experience at this point. They have all the other pieces. So who do you have at number five? At number five, I got the king himself, LeBron James. I feel like he... He is like LeBron's LeBron. And I feel like he brings a lot more to his team rather than just his physical game. We call him like the Le GM, for example. But he's really good at manipulating team members. He's really good at coaching his team. He's really good at leading his team. And he can play any position. Like right now, he plays the guard sometimes. He can play the center sometimes with Davis. He can play the forward sometimes. And so he is really easily able to adapt to any situation. And I think he brings a ton of wisdom to his teams. Yeah, I feel like one thing with LeBron that's been so interesting with his career is he's always been a freak athlete, obviously. But just as time's gone on, he's gotten more skilled and more importantly, more smart. Yeah, and smart in the sense that, like we saw this time, he built such an insane team this year. He, um, he, I would argue, is the main reason that we were the Lakers were able to get Russell Westbrook and Carmelo Anthony. Okay, yeah, I see that. So you're saying that he brings value not only on the court, but off the court in terms of his impact on his team. 
Yes, exactly. At the number six spot, I got Luka Doncic. He is, in my opinion, going to have one of the brightest futures in the NBA. He's extremely all-rounded. He can play offense. He can play defense. He can shoot deep. He can shoot mid-ranges. He can do layups. And I, in my opinion, he's one of the best like overall players in the NBA right now. And once he even grows even more into his shoes, when he gets even more of a voice, more leadership, I think he's definitely going to carry the Mavs to a championship, just like Dirk did. Do you think that uh, Luca at this point is more, he needs to refine his game or do you think his games uh, like almost at its peak, it's more just about getting wins now? I think it's more about getting wins. I mean, I would not really change anything about him that's realistic. Like, obviously, if he could make full court shots every time, I change that. But realistically, I think his game is at his game is good where it's at. I think they just need to build a better team to surround him, and I think they're definitely going to win many championships in the future. Okay. Yeah. Um, in my seventh pick, I got Damian Lillard. He has, for the past five, six, seven years, been one of the best players in the Western Conference. Similar to Steph Curry, he has unlimited range and can shoot. And when it comes down to it, he can perform. Game time. For example, this last playoffs, he put, I think, 55, 56 points in one finals game, which is absolutely absurd considering it was really when it mattered it went into double overtime and this is not the only time Damian Lillard in many different occasions has put up crazy stats when it matters and he's really dependable for example we saw with Paul George he just sunk a winner right in his face finished off the series and he's done that many times throughout his Portland history yeah so Damian Lillard is obviously like one of the clutchest players in the league do you think at this point it's more just uh like the reputation, but it's more just he's getting lucky and it just so happens that he's hits these clutch shots? Or do you think he has something in him that makes him different from others? I think his mental game is extremely strong, especially like if I were in issues and my team is consistently not performed, performed, performed for five, six years, I would be upset. But he's shown insane loyalty. He's shown complete compassion for his teammates. And I think for him, it's not just luck. I think there is something about his mental game that allows him to perform in these high-pressure situations. Yeah, I agree, because what he's doing at this point, it can't be luck. He's done it so many times. Exactly. Um, at my eighth pick, I got the man himself, Joel Embiid, the big boy. Um, the future of the Philadelphia 76ers franchise. And I'm pretty sure he was top three candidates for MVP this year. He's performed amazing. He performed well in the playoffs until the last game, which in my opinion, it's not his fault that they lost. It's Benson's fault. He played absolutely horrendous, horrible shooting, horrible playmaking. And so I think Benson's faults do not be a burden on Joel Embiid. He's one of the best players in the league and he has the stats to prove it. 100%, yeah. So what do you think about uh, Embiid and like in extension, the Sixers' ch- uh, chances at uh, winning rings in the future? I think in my opinion... I don't think the Sixers are going to win. I think unless they create major reform, unless they get a second, possibly even a third star, I don't think they're going to win because championships are not just built around skill. They're built around experience. That's why there's so many dynasties. That's why Michael Jordan did so good in those situations. That's why Stephen Curry and Kevin Durant won so many finals together because they have the experience. They have what it takes to win the championships. And Joel Embiid, it's not his fault, but he hasn't been in those situations. We don't know if he's going to perform or if he's going to crumble under the pressure. Oh, okay. So basically, like the Embiid and the Sixers as a whole, they just haven't advanced far enough to really prove that, like, they're a championship team. Exactly. Okay. Um, at my ninth pick, this might come as a surprise to many, but I got Jason Tatum. 
he has been amazing the past season. He has put up great stats and he's mentally very strong and he's big for a guy his size. And he can play pretty much any position, just like LeBron. He can shoot, he can lay up. And I think as time goes on, he's been growing as a player so much. And I think this year with the combination of him and Jalen Brown, they're going to be an extremely strong team and a threat in the East. So obviously, I feel like no one could really question his individual, like in terms of skills and talent. But in terms of his impact on winning, don't you think that there's a little bit of a gap? Because like, they do have a solid team, but last season, they're only a seven seed. So I think last season, again, I don't think they're going to win the championship, if I'm being completely honest. But I think Jason Tatum is going to do a lot better this series. He has more experience under his belt. He has a lot more pressure. And I think from that, he's going to thrive rather than crumble. Okay, true. And also, last season in the playoffs, although his team wasn't great, he did prove that he's a winner, at least. He really went toe-to-toe with Kevin Durant. Exactly. Okay. So who do you have for your number 10? For my number 10 pick, I got the beard, James Harden. Um, like you said before, he's an extremely adaptable player. He moved from a solely point-getting performance in Houston to uh, benefiting Kyrie and KD and getting all these assists, rebounds, and he still gets points. He delivers when you need him most, and I think he has a really strong, complete package. So... Um... What do you think, uh, uh, why do you put him at number 10 rather than higher? Like, what do you think is the major hole, like, with this game? I don't think it's a hole per se, but in my opinion, to be great, you need to be able to lead teams. And I think in his position, he's the second, maybe even third star to Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And so he's a great player, but I view him more as a really good role player than an actual star on the Nets. Okay, okay. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. And there you go. This was our week's episode of Hoop Talks. We hope you enjoyed our discussion and we're really excited to hear what you guys think. Uh, please let us know and we will catch you guys next time. See you, Sid. Yeah, see you all up.